This episode of Bourbon with Friends is brought to you by Kentucky Eagle, Inc. Kentucky Eagle is a growing company in need of talented people with a passion for wine and spirits. They're looking for sales positions and operational roles. They are a family-owned company and offers above industry average compensation, up to 7.5 401k match, health, life, dental, vision, insurance, car allowance, cell allowance. Positions are available in markets around Kentucky. Please visit www.kyeagle.net slash careers to apply. It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Bourbon with Friends. I am here um, by myself, and I got two <laughs> pals that are hanging out. Didn't invite me. And that's okay, because sometimes we all can't be together. But I'm happy that you guys are together, even if I'm not there. Um, is it, is it because of the snuggles that you're not getting? Is that why no, you're jealous? You always bring up the snuggles, and it's like, can you, you love to be snuggled, though. Sit down? No, all right, don't we'll, lie. Don't lie. Don't lie to the uh, audience. Lie. You love you love snuggling. I don't lie. That's one thing I don't do. I've said it multiple times on the show that he, I don't lie. He looks lie. like he's lying, doesn't he, Zach? Well, I am cuddable. <laughs> <laughs> you are cuddly? Yes, I am cuddly. So. I mean, I don't want to come out and say that, bro. Like, I'm not trying to say, hey, Zach, welcome back to the show. By the way, you're looking super cuddly. I'm not sure how you're going to take that. <laughs> I would take it as a compliment. Okay, well, welcome back to the show, Zach. Uh, drinks out of there for Up Rocks. You're looking pretty fucking cum- uh, cuddly. <laughs> I'll take it. I will take it. <laughs> but it is, Zach, it is good to see you again. I uh, wish I could be there in person with y'all, but um, how you been, buddy? I'm sure you've already caught up with Paul, but I haven't even talked to you since we we started rolling, so how you been? I've been doing well. I've uh, It's been a while since we spoke, but uh, I've moved to Kentucky Settled in, been uh, enjoying that Kentucky life for the last seven, eight months. And yeah, just uh, working away. You know, it's it's nice at the beginning of the year because all the end of year lists are over. It's in yeah. a barrel pick, which I'm here to talk about today. And yeah, just uh, looking forward to drinking some whiskey with y'all. So let's let's jump right into the barrel pick and I'm going to watch you guys drink it. I don't I don't have any, but that's OK. I'm going to make it. I'm going to I'm going to drink it so seductively and make it like hurt for you. So, that's that's okay because I'm sure I'll have some at some point. But Zach, go into this, the details because I heard about this barrel pick. I know you've been on a few other podcasts and and I've seen it on kind of on social media and it's it's intrigued me. Talk a little bit about this specific barrel pick. Well, it's uh, intriguing bourbon. Uh, I've been uh, working and very much enjoying Nashville Barrel Company down in uh, Nashville, Alabama. No. Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. You need bad, to edit the, edit the shit out of that. Uh, no, no, no. Down and Nashville. that is the last time Zach is allowed to do a barrel pick with Nashville. <laughs> no, no. Um, no, I've been going down to Nashville a lot since I moved here because, you know, two, two and a half hour drive, which is nice. Um, but I, I've known Michael Hins and James who run a, the show down there for a few years now. And I've always, always really admired what they're doing. Basically, they're pulling in great barrels from Kentucky and from Indiana. And uh, instead of just pulling the barrels and putting the whiskey in the bottle, 
they're doing a secondary aging process in Tennessee. And so it's not just uh, Heaven Hill or Willow Barrel. It's not just an MGT, MGP barrel. It's a barrel that has also spent some time there continuing to mature, which I think adds that little bit of extra, you know, something special in that, you know, the atmospheric pressure in Tennessee is a little bit different than it is in Indiana. And so you're going to get a little bit different aging process just because it's warmer down there. Um, and that to me makes the whiskey a little more special. And so all of that aside, uh, wanted to do the first barrel pick for Uproxx in 2023 with Nashville Barrel Company because they do have access to really, really good whiskey that they make even better, in my opinion. So with this barrel pick, I went down, tasted seven or eight different barrels. Some of them were very nice, uh, but kind of classic and kind of felt to me a little bit like a cop out because it will be like, oh, well, anybody can go get a nice bourbon off the shelf at Liquor Barn or Binnie's or Total Wine or Bevmo. And ended up landing on this, which is a 6.2 years. So it's five years in Indiana aged and then 14 months in Tennessee aged. It's a high rye. So it's MGP's 21% rye bourbon. Um, the actual ABV came out at 59.08. So we're just sliding in under the 120, 60 uh, mm-hmm. kind of blowing up the palate proof points. And yeah, we ended up with uh, about 190 bottles and, I was really happy with it because for me, when, you know, going to pick a barrel, I kind of have to do two things, right? You have to think about which brand you're coming from. So if you're coming from Heaven Hill, you need to have that sort of Heaven Hill vibe while Turkey need that spicy, sweet vibe with Nashville Bear Company. Their, their vibe is very big. Everything turned up to 11, like, you know, classic bourbon, but plus, you know, big, big, big. And with Uproc, the secondary part of that is, well, with Uproc, I, I didn't want to blow out people's palates. I wanted to have something that was nuanced and had a characteristic that went beyond a classic bourbon. Um, and so with this, you know, I found the nose to invite you in with that classic sort of, you know, burnt sugar, a little bit of orchard fruit, you know, a little bit of leather, sort of a very classic vibe. But when you, then you sip on the palate, you go more into kind of a pine nut and a a little bit of a herbaceous savory note. Oh, wow. Our palates are way different because I just got one thing and it just hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. Cherry bomb. This cherry bombed my palate. Like just, it was like dropping a bucket of cherries in my mouth and then they had a party. (laughs) And what's crazy is, I mean, this thing is borderline barrel strength, right? It's barrel strength. Yeah. It's straight from the barrel. I, there's no, there's no burn. Yeah. I'll save you. I'll save you a sip, Connor. If that's what we're going for. <laughs> maybe, maybe just the sip. <laughs> just the sip. To be just a t-shirt, just, bro. Just the sip. Yeah, we just need to make a t-shirt. Sip. Just the sip. There you go. Just Look at that. I like that's what I was going for, man. Because it's sort of you know, I, I like a high ABV as much as anyone else. But for you know, we're in the industry. We get to drink this shit all the time. For the average person out there. You know, they're not looking for that to be blown their minds out with, you know, 79% or 69% or, you know, those like, and you have to dig so much harder to find the flavor profile past those high ABVs. And I just wanted the profile to be there instantly. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot here in a barrel proof that when I say it's borderline barrel, barrel strength, most people are thinking like 130, right? Like, so that's what I'm saying from the ABV point, obviously you can get, you can get, you know, single barrel, barrel proof and things that are less than that. But I'm very shocked in 
the depth of flavor that this has, the 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 range it has, at the proof that it is, because it's there's there's no you don't get the Kentucky hug. It's a long. It's a. I would say it was. It's a medium to long finish. Like it's you know it's not. It's it's you're not getting some of the finishes you see in like a ten to fifteen year old. But it's. I mean for a six, it's it lingers. There's a there's a distinct sweetness there. The nose is complex. The palate in multiple sips. If you're looking for different stuff, right? Like you get like, I get kind of like a, a hibiscusness to it. You know, to to to. So every sip, if you're looking for a different note, there's something there, and that's something that's really interesting with this, especially for a six year barrel strength type whiskey. And uh, yeah, someone should just hire you to do whiskey stuff. I mean, it's weird. It's almost <laughs> like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was looking for. Is that it invites you in with the sort of classic nostalgia. And then if you want to take time with it, you're going to go on a journey. Do you want to know what the nose reminds me of the most? <clears throat> what is Lot B. That one of my uh, favorite pours, so it wouldn't surprise me. Lot B is where the nose reminds me the most. Connor's like sitting over here, literally just ready to jump through the screen and punch both well, of us. Well, to be space. honest, I wasn't going to drink whiskey tonight, but I kind of, now I kind of do. Like I wasn't. You know was, what we could do? That we something we all have. We all have this. We could all take a swig of the three chord amplifier eye whiskey and talk about it together. There we go. And then we could talk about what our thoughts were when we have Ari on in uh, in like a couple weeks. Should we do that? And or, we can. Yeah. Or if you have a, I mean, if you had the barrel pick, I've got the barrel pick here. We can talk about it. Um. No, I don't he think I have the barrel pick. He just wants to drink whiskey with us so bad. No, so I don't have the barrel you, pick. When you so I will also also admittedly say I have not had Nashville before. Right. So for me This makes me want to have Nashville more. Yeah, and this is what's interesting with Nashville Barrel Company is like if you go down to Nashville, go to their uh go to their bottling place, they have a nice uh consumer forward uh tasting bar there. A really nice place to uh, sit down, big comfy couches and chairs, big screen TV. You can literally go there, get a tasting flight, and order some fucking food on Uber. So basically what you're saying is is that we should go to Nashville for a weekend and do yeah. some do a show down at Nashville and just order yeah. food and drink. Absolutely. And so uh, Connor, we know what we're doing now. When when you come into town, we're gonna go to Nashville. Yeah, it's buzzed down, man. I mean I've I've literally gone down for a day trip before I come back. Well, it's not that hard to do a day trip to yeah. Nashville. And uh, it's great because, you know, Michael, who runs the place, owns the place, he's he's a great guy, rank and tour, like really, really <coughs> fun whiskey guy. And then James, who uh, does a lot of their barrel picking and does a lot of their aging and or does all their aging. He's a former veteran from the Navy. He was on the Bremerton awesome. out in Washington. So him and I connect on that because I grew up on the Olympic Peninsula. So sort of like seeing somebody from home. And, uh, you know, they do a lot of great work with um, veterans organizations. So, you know, you know, a lot of money that goes in National Barrel Company goes into, you know, helping veterans and, you know, people from the military, which I support fully. And uh, it's almost like it could be a match made in heaven. Could be. Yes. Um, but also, so that's a very long way to get around to when you go down there, you're going to try so many different bourbons that they have in their consumer facing bar. From other barrel picks, from other people who have come in and done barrel picks, including this Uprox bottle. And it's just a vast array of bourbons and ryes where you 
you know, Michael will start pulling out bottles and, you know, you'll taste an, a nine-year-old rye that had a barrel number that's one off from this other barrel number that's a nine-year-old rye that we're sitting right next to each other because the barrel numbers are right next to each mm-hmm. other. And they will be so drastically different. One will be like long tea and sandalwood. And it's like you're walking through a hippie concert in 1969. <laughs> and the one next to it will be this like soft, like cherry bomb or this is, like, you know, this is soft. Yeah, it's soft. Hey, this yeah. is soft. It's soft. It's, it's oily. It's got a great viscosity to it. I'm very upset that you're not having this, Connor. I'm not going to lie. It's delicious. Well, there's some here for you. I'm, I'll save it. Like, this is my bottle. I get it. And I will save it for you <laughs> for when you come to my house. And, and we'll schedule it. We need to just schedule you to come down. It's just like, we'll schedule a weekend. We'll go to Nashville. We'll go to the Four Roses. We'll do a cu- couple things and we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a blast. Yeah, that's that's. We'll bring Zach with us so we can just cheat. Now that we'll Zach's like, in hey, Kentucky. Yeah, we're just cheap. We're like, hey, you guys want an article written about you? We're going to bring Zach with us, by the way. Uh, yeah, that works. <laughs> speaking, speaking of um, your article, Zach, I've, I've been following along with your journey as a, as a writer um, since you, we had you on last summer. And man, the, the amount that you, the amount of articles that you pump out is actually incredibly impressive. So as somebody who I've dabbled with blog posts in the past myself with trying to do the the standard whiskey reviews and things of that nature, um, how do you tackle that day to day? Like, do you have a schedule of what you're going to be writing when, or is it kind of just, uh, you wake up and maybe you have an idea, so you're going to write about it. And the, at the end of the day, it's, it's a final draft. Uh, A little bit of both. I, especially now it's beginning of the year. Um, I like to start the year going through sort of like price points. And so making, you know, posts about, you know, here are the, the best bourbons between 20 and 30 bucks. And, you know, sort of looking back and say what's available now, what's new, <clears throat> because, you know, we're not that far away from it. But the end of the year seems like a million miles away now. But at the end of the year, you know, you're sort of doing your end of the year lists and what came out this year and you've you've uh, sort of correlated everything together that has happened over the year. But like a lot of that stuff is kind of defunct because those releases are gone. You know, like mm-hmm. you're like find a BTAC 2022 now. Good luck. You know, so right. sort of like, <laughs> I gave up on that so yeah. long ago, but like, especially now, like maybe in November, you got to you know, know somebody. People, yeah. yeah. And so that stuff sort of becomes default. I got to be honest with you. I'd rather have something like this than the great thing. Here's a question. I don't mean to interrupt your thought, but this is something I think is interesting. And and we've talked about this at at nauseum, but you've been in the industry. You've tasted so much whiskey. Has that changed what you thought? Like take Zach 15 years ago with, you know, I list whiskey and what I like and, and stuff. Does it change your perception on like what bottles you see? And you're like, you know what? That's good, but it's not yeah. worth this because I can get this for less. And that's something that to me tastes better now. Yes. And no. Um, and it just so much depends on the vintage and what's going on. There is one through line though, that I've sort of discovered in that. I don't care what the label is. I don't really give a shit what the mash bill is, how long it's aged. It's really the people behind it. Yeah, the story it. helps a lot. Yeah, not even the story. Like, uh, 
fucking Julian Van Winkle and well, no, you know, no, no, no. What I'm like, saying that not not like that. I'm talking yeah. about like there's some like craft distilleries and people like that. Like yeah. the story of how they got into whiskey, kind yes. of a thing. That, that's what I'm talking about. And also, the f- actual people. Like, there's a reason you can go into any liquor store in this country and get a single barrel Michter's Rye for 48 bucks, and it's gonna taste good. It's because mm-hmm. Andrea Wilson is a fucking legend and has been doing this stuff for so long. She knows what she's doing on a level that none of us will even under understand because it's, it's beyond 10,000 hours it's a hundred thousand hours. And that's why that whiskey's good. Yeah. It's the same thing when you, when you get a, a bottle, like even a kind of regular bottle, which is a EH Taylor small batch. There's a reason that whiskey's so good. It's because the Delicious. people who are making it have been doing it for so long and they're so good at what they do. It's just mm-hmm. going to be better. And, you know, I, I love what a lot of smaller craft distillers are doing. Um, Todd Leopold, for instance, in Denver, uh, Leopold Brothers, he's doing amazing stuff because he has a malting house and he brings in a bruisey uh, rye from Italy. And, you know, he's like a mad scientist creating, you know, literally column stills that he had to get books from the 1890s to get rebuilt for his distillery. That stuff is amazing because he is a person who cares so deeply about what he's putting in those barrels and in those bottles, that that juice is just better. Um, And then, you know, you learn, you start to be able to tell very, very clearly uh, people who are just trying to get something out, but don't really maybe have the palate or the people around them to make it, you know, something special. You, You tell really quickly, like, yes, this is nice, but it needs way more time before it's good. Um, and so you start to really focus on the fact that I guess guarantees, like what's, mm-hmm. what is a guarantee? Like, I know I'm going to open this bottle of, you know, Coy Hill from Jack Daniels. I know Fletcher and Lexi made it. And I know they know what they're doing and I know it's going to be good. Right. Whereas I'm going to get a bottle from some celebrity who probably sipped one little taster once and you like, can yep. tell the celebrity people that like whiskey and that yes. are into it and the ones that don't yes and it's gonna say distilled in ohio or distilled in indiana i'm not gonna say names and distilled wherever and it's gonna be like okay and you're gonna taste and be like yeah they don't give a shit mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to tell instantly that's because i drank 1500 fucking whiskeys last year you know and i drank 1200 whiskeys the year before that and so it's like you get used to you, 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 yeah well also that but how they run the brand right like wh- what are their what's their interest are they getting on podcasts are they doing interviews are they doing articles are they doing social media are they actually pushing it or are they just hoping their brand yeah how much do they care i got a funny story for you after the show i'm not going to say it on this show connor knows exactly the the <laughs> connor knows the exact brand and person i'm about to say when i when we get off the show but it's just kind of like you're going to fail you're going to ultimately fail. It's just like, it doesn't matter like who you have. Like if you have a big name, that big name takes you to a point sure. and then you have to get into the whiskey world. And if you don't penetrate that, you can have a year or two or three of success, but then like, how do you set up 10 to 15 years of, of a successful brand or generational, or generational success? success? Right. Exactly. You have to set something up that's longer than just one or two or three years because you're popular and your name gets that, you know, and that's where I think someone like Brothers Bond has been kind of smart in that where they're the they're the most followed 
alcohol brand, I think, on social media. But they're also smart. They go into these channels. They go into these places. They are actual nerds if you get a chance yeah, to talk to them. Show up, man. Yeah. They show up to a Total Wine in small town Indiana, and they'll drink that whiskey with people in that Total Wine. They'll yeah. show up to Benny's in Chicago. They'll show up to Bevmo in Northern California. Like They show up and they do the work. Um, but even going back, like if you look at, I mean, for me, I always look at the Russells, you know, Jimmy, Eddie, Bruce. I mean, Bruce cares deeply about the handwritten notes that his grandmother made for their whiskey back in the day. And they're not even that old a brand. They weren't even always called Wild Turkey. It used to be Austin Nichols when I was you know, in college. You know, like, And now if you get an Austin Nichols wow. now, it's like worth gold. Yeah. And it was, I remember clearly getting handles of Austin Nichols, Kentucky goddamn bourbon for $9.99 on sale at Tenley Town, Washington. Do you ever wish you had like a hundred bottles of that? Yeah, huh? Wish I had cases of it. Now. Cases. But the point being is they care and they have the heritage. Like Bruce Russell only knows making whiskey. You know, Christian and Blake Huber up in Starlight only know making whiskey and brandy. Like it's so deep in their DNA, their psyche, and their blood that they don't like, they don't know anything else. Right. That's why their whiskey's fucking good. That's why Wild Turkey is still good. You can get a bottle of Rare Breed for fifty five bucks, and it's good. Russell's you know, ten. Russell's ten. Great. That it is two bucks. It is the best ten <laughs> year old whiskey on the market yeah. that that gets overlooked so many times because people are just like, oh, it's there. It's there. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if it's there, it you, you should put it up against like one of my favorite pours ever. And I, I'm not afraid to admit this is, is Eagle Rare. So I love Eagle Rare. 10, yeah. yeah, it's great. When you can buy an Eagle Rare for what Eagle Rare costs, I'll buy 10 if I can buy it. But Russell's and we had this conversation, Connor, when we did our, our whiskey review, right? Like, it's so fucking good. And, and 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 people i don't think it's not necessarily overlooked but it's such a it's such a an iconic brand with with 10 years and so many flavor notes and like so many people don't understand that wild turkey only has one mash bill and that's the uniqueness of whiskey right like you can take one mash bill store it in a different char in a different part of the warehouse and come out with something completely different than the exact same mash bill that you oh, age yeah. 3 years less and put it in a different part of the warehouse and it doesn't even taste the same and it's just like Wild Turkey 101. People don't realize that's a six to eight year old whiskey. Six to eight, not 68. Six to eight year old whiskey Which is for 20 bucks. On the older side for a base level. It's DOG. Yeah. And well, and yeah, it's amazing. And also, I mean, it's the same. I mean, you guys probably hear this as well, but somebody will be like, why would I get a blah, blah, blah? If it's just MGP, I'll just go get a Remus. And it's like, well, no. MGP uses certain barrels and certain mash bills for mm-hmm. Remus. And then they do this whole rainbow of other mash bills, other aging processes, other everything. And so barrels going into Remus, they specifically make. MGP is probably like legit low-key the most famous whiskey in the world. It really irks me when people when people like say, Oh, like I saw some Facebook posts the other day. Say, Oh, look at all this MGP top shelf, and it was a shelf full of uh smoke wagon and penelope and it's like oh it's, it's all the same shit and you just want to i just want to reach through the phone and be like it's not the same you dumbass it's not, it's not. taste like, it put it blind yeah. next to each other you can figure out it's yeah. does it come from the same facility yeah sure it all comes from the same facility but right. like put a smoke wagon uncut unfiltered next to a penelope it's not not even remotely 
worries. It's, it's smoke wagon, you're going to smoky, different. spicy. Penelope's going to be a lot more smooth, fruity notes. Yeah. It, it's Funny. just, yeah, it's so, it's so, like, people like that are crazy. Crazy, crazy. especially like, uh, I, I want to guarantee you as well, they're drinking like stomach. seven different versions of Heaven Hill and not knowing it. They're drinking seven different, ver- or 20 different versions of Barton 1792 and not realizing it. They're drinking 50 different versions of Bardstown Bourbon Company and not realizing it. You know, like, and they're drinking 500 different versions of MGP and not realizing it. Mm-hmm. And this is MGP. This is not Ross and Squibb. This is not Remus at all. Right. And it's not meant to be. Distilled in Indiana and aged in Nashville. Yeah. And so, and it's not meant to be. And it's, and it's on the bottle. Like, there's transparency there. Absolutely. Like, nobody's hiding anything. Nobody, like, the idea of, like, the old days where it's like, Oh, it's distilled in this hollow in Tennessee. It's like, okay, those days are gone. Nobody cares anymore. You know, it's weird. Like you get the people that nobody cares, but then social media is also created. I think there's an aspect of the whiskey community that is also dumb. Yes. The dumb and naive and dumb and naive. Yes. And where you, where they see something to Connor's point, it's like, oh, that's all MGP. You don't understand how whiskey's made. Exactly. You don't understand the aging process, the barrels, the char, the type of barrels that they're using, where they're at yeah. in the warehouse. Like, do you know that that like between floor two and between floor five, the completely different pro- profiles because of the airflow, the way that the aging process is because of the temperatures. Like, those are the things that like whiskey social media, I think, has brought a lot of people into whiskey that we wouldn't know otherwise have. But whiskey social media has also brought a lot of shit in there that has not been beneficial and going back to connor's question about uh ideas and what to think about to write about like one of the things i've been working on sort of workshopping is like 10 things to stop saying if you don't want to sound like an idiot (laughs) that's a great article zach wow that's a great article i can come up with something right now can i say can i give you a a one keyword i don't people need to stop hunting for whiskey let's get that out of the vocabulary preach preach i've been i've been uh Guilty of that, but I, I can accept it. So have I. So have I. But there's a whole fixed, aspect. I, my ways. There's a whole aspect, I think, where you can tell people where people like reach out to us about like, oh, like what bottle? What, what's your favorite whiskey? That is my number one question. I hate the most. What's oh, your yeah. favorite whiskey? And I'm like, I don't know. What time of day and year is yeah. it? And or, you know this because you like single malt, right? Yeah. I guarantee you in the middle of summer, the last thing you're saying is Lagavulin in 16. But when it's 22 degrees outside and you're sitting by a fire, you're like, I would love a Lagavulin in 16 right the fuck exactly. now. Right? All of that goes into consideration. It's just like somebody like re- reached out to me today and was like, "Oh yeah, it's my first. I saw that it had had notes of vanilla and caramel. And I love that, so I'm going to drink it." And I was like, "You should probably pump the brakes on that because I promise you, the first time you put that in your mouth, you're going to spray it everywhere because it is bottom shelf, and you your palate is not significantly developed enough to understand that. Like you need to go a little higher. Like people don't understand." If you're going to drink whiskey, you need to start a little higher up so you get rid of the impurities and things like that, right? Absolutely. So that way your palate can develop, and then you can go into the plethora of what's out there. Russell's 10. Yeah. Russell's 10. Wild Turkey Rare Breed. Eagle 10. Like, this, they're beautiful whiskeys that are meant to be cheap and kind of are cheap comparatively now. Uh, like, for me, I got on this train of thought from the amount of, like, just YouTube videos about neck pores. And like, oh, the neck pour is different. It's like, no, your palate isn't primed yet. You know what I learned, though? <laughs> if you just tip the bottle up and down three times or something, three or four times, you get rid of like any of like you look. It, there is a thing where you leave a bottle, the gases are in there. 
Sure. You spit, flip the bottle three or four times, it goes away. You're not going to get that. And because there are people that legitimately say throw the neck pour out. I know. Like, and you'll see a YouTube video with 1.5 million views and someone saying that. And it's just like, my God, man. Moreover, people in these, this is a massive billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, they know exactly the chemical makeup of every part of a goddamn bottle of whiskey and mm-hmm. the fluid in it and the air in it and the chemicals in the, the uh, little space above it. If they could save a half a cent on every single little bit that went above into the neck, if it was going to be lesser quality, quote unquote, they would find a way. They would find a way because that half a cent for a company like Heaven Hill, who does a million bottles in a year or however many. It's a lot it's of money. money. It's a hundred grand. Yeah. And so I think that's right. Is that right? It's a hundred grand. I, I don't know. We're, Did my math go right on not, that, Connor? We're not mathematicians. I can barely, I can barely what? proof into percentages. I, I know whiskey. <laughs> I know whiskey and you can write good. So, I mean, between both of us, don't ask us math questions. I think I failed math in high school. I don't know. I actually, I actually like aced math my senior year to get on the Dean's list. It was great. It was really fun. My last year, I decided to make the Dean's list. But you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's little stuff like that where it's just like when, I, when I'm when i thinking about, okay, I know I have to, because let, let's face it. I mean, I, I work in media. Media is about, you know, being able to have find the balance between creativity and SEO, which is search and yeah. optimization for people who don't work in media. Um, you know, you, you got to write what the people want because I want someone to go onto Google type in what's the best whiskey for under 50 bucks and for my list to come up because I don't just list the whiskeys. I will give you in-depth tasting notes, explain to you what it is so you can talk about it with your friends and tell you how to use it. And the tell you how to use it part to me is very important. And it was uh, a brilliant idea from my uh, editor, Steve Bramucci, who was like, how, but what should I do with this whiskey? Mm -hmm. Don't tell me what it tastes like. Like, what should I do with this? And I come from a high-end bar background, high-end cocktail background, and it's essential because you guys probably see this as well. Again, go on YouTube, find a f- 50 videos about Knob Creek nine-year-old with millions of views. And everyone's like, oh, it's not that good. Or this, and they're drinking it neat out of a Glencairn. It's like, motherfucker, Knob Creek nine is built to be a cocktail whiskey. Correct. It is not built. You can, you can know it's it not neat. that good. But if you drink a, it neat, it is, it is a cock, but you put it in an old fashioned, it's, smacks yes because when you build a whiskey and blend something you're filling in gaps in the first place when you create a blend right that's all you're doing when you're making a cocktail man you're filling in gaps so i like to make uh cocktails with really good bourbon because i want the bourbon to shine or really good right because i want the rye to shine if if, if a bar is just putting out drinks Mm -hmm. constantly they're gonna batch their old fashions with knob creek nine because that's what it is literally built it's not built to be nosed and fussed over well it's just like earlier we had we had some uh old fashions with woodford and they were good exactly i i do not like woodford neat if you pour woodford in a glass i'm going to be like uh you're i'm going to be like um uh oh my ted lasso when he drinks tea right like i'm gonna be like no thanks this is is disgusting no thank you you. right but but you put it in a cocktail and that's where i think I think you have an aspect of 
of, you know, bourbon TikTok, bourbon Instagram, bourbon social media in general, where you've get gotten an idea of like a whiskey is shit or it's not good or this brand and that. And you don't understand what the whiskey is made for. Just to your extent, Knob Creek 9 is what it's like, like I think it's 120 proof, right? Like it's 50%, 100 proof. 100 proof, yeah. And well, they're, 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 yeah, they're, you, you get the. Yeah. It, but if you put it in a cock in a cocktail, especially an old fashioned at 100 or 120 proof, you're going to get a different because you can get a different type of old fashioned at 120 proof as you are at 100. And you get that and you're going to get a different type of spice. You're going to get a different type of sweetness and it's going to come through better. You want a little bit more of a spicy whiskey inside of a cocktail so it comes through. And it, you know, the the syrup and the and the orange and the cherries or whatever it is, simple syrup, water, water, whatever you put into it doesn't overpower that yeah and that's just it i mean also i mean you guys learn through the process that water in whiskey is an important part of it that helps it mm-hmm. bloom open up whatever you want to use for that term but you know, water molecules help the fatty acids come apart and it gets creamier it gets nuttier it gets spicier it, it highlights things when you add water to it cocktails it's a base spirit it's sugar it's water and a bitter. The water's in every cocktail. Every cocktail is diluted with water because it helps the whiskey or the brandy mm-hmm. or whatever is in it open up. And so when you have a cheaper or a a little less refined bourbon or rye or what have you, it's made so that knowing that, hey, somebody's going to put some water in this, put some sugar in this, and it's going to be awesome. Yes. But if you're going to sit there and put it in a Glencairn or in a rocks glass, have fun but that's not what it's made for you know it's like it's like old tub old tubs made to be poured in punch in college dorms that's why it's 20 bucks period nobody's pretending that it's not well people are pretending that it's old grand at 114 is the greatest base for an old-fashioned ever made there you go see and the i i always talk about michter's 10 rye which is an allocated mm, bottle so it's delicious being a, little, being a little shitty being a bit of a shit poster but i make manhattans with that I call them fifty dollar Manhattans. If you come to my place on Thanksgiving, you thought chaser, a fifty dollar Manhattan <laughs> made with Michter's Ten Rye because it works in that. But Michter's Ten Rye also is delicious if you pour it neat. Yes, of course. But I like it in a Manhattan. And so that's you just it. bougie so, asshole. I, know. That's, I told you that's my shit. He literally, he literally but, uh, just like there's like seventy people that are listening to this podcast that just punch their radio right now. Yeah. Um, I mean. It's the sort of thing where you you find what you love, right? Like rye is great in cocktails, yeah. though. It, it there it's yeah. it's such a because you put it in something else, and like those those baking spices and the ginger profiles and all that really come through really well. And, you know, that's another thing as well. Like you find what you like, and you know we have to be honest with ourselves here. All of us have access to stuff that other people just don't, mm-hmm. and I can't apologize for that because it's my job. It's like being pissed off that. Movie critics get to see movies early. What's well, their job? Oh, Connor, you would love that job. You know? but, it, but that's I their job. I would love to be a movie critic. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, I would you know, love to be a movie critic. Did, did you ever get pissed off at Robert Ebert for seeing movies before you did? No. Oh. Connor might have. <laughs> right. Connor, did you get um, pissed off at that? I, I don't know who Robert Ebert is. Ebert oh, is. yeah, I forgot. Connor's 12. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Ebert and Roper, you don't remember that? Like the whiskey, like the movie critics and stuff? You don't remember that? What? Lewis and Clark? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, but you know what I mean? We have to remember he's 12. But you know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm not going to apologize for my job, man. Like I have access to stuff that, you know, allows me to do my job so that I can talk to you guys so that we can talk shop so that I can 
write articles because that's the way the world works. That's the world we live in. You know, and that is the same in the music industry. People get al- albums before. It's the same in the film industry. It's the same in cars, watches, name an industry. It's the same. And so I may that. It also allows you to have another perception too. Right. But, and it is, it's shitty because I get stuff. We get stuff that other people don't get. Sorry, I guess. I don't know. Go start a podcast, be heard in 76 different countries, and then you can get that bottle too. Yeah. That sounded like a real asshole thing to say. My bad. It was. So, yeah. Like, I'm, it was. I'm just, a- <laughs> Connor goes, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, but, but we're all just regular people who found a passion in this. Yeah. And between luck and hard work, we're where we are. Like I put in the hours, I hit the street. I mean, I moved to Kentucky with my family for this job. You know, it's not like, you know, I'm waiting for it to come to me. I chased it, but I didn't come from this. I came from a film background. I, you know, I was doing other stuff. I, yes, I'm very passionate about writing, but I never thought I'd be writing about whiskey. I thought I'd be writing documentaries and films, you know, and here I am writing about whiskey. Great. I embrace it. Connor thought that he was going to be the next uh, blue steel male model. And look at him. He's on a podcast. Hey, buddy, I'm just super impressed. Like on the way over, I I was telling Zach, I said, I wonder how many buttons Connor's going to have undone today. And and it's only and it's not even one like you're just normal. Well, that's because I have a T-shirt on. Oh, so you didn't want to show you didn't want to show the man pubes off today. Uh, Well, I got a little aggressive on uh, who gives a dram this week. I put like four um, four buttons down, and I was like, "That's enough for the week." So I'm gonna. You did shirtless gonna, once yeah. uh, with us, so. I don't. Know, that was that was not a podcast. I was on a, on an Instagram live. Um, so but, I have to ask. Let me ask you guys a question now. Sure. Um, your Scotland trip, very uh, very. Of which Zach guys- was very integral. And yeah. setting that up, let's give instrumental that a round of applause for that. instrumental, yeah, but yes, um, integral, integral, I instrumental, wanna, whatever. Can, can each of Paul and Connor, can each of you tell me your, I'm going to do it. Okay. Your favorite bottle you brought back. Oh, I don't, Paul. Well, is this <sighs> going to count the, uh, the one that you've actually enjoyed drinking? Like when it's all dust settled, you're not in the warehouse. Where so are you ready for this? Tingly. The only bottles we brought we brought back were for the charity event. Oh, that's not true. I brought back one bottle that I've opened. What did you bring back? I brought back all the only bottles I brought back were the ones for the charity because they were like they they asked us what we wanted. I told them about the event and and I gotcha. and I did that and we got some sick bottles for the charity event. But I know Connor brought one back, but. Including a 14-year-old distillery release at Lagavulin and a 19-year-old distillery only release at Ardbeg, which I might have to bid on at my own event. Yeah, I've got that Ardbeg 19. That's a, that's <laughs> yeah, rub problem. it in, Zach. Yeah, I dig that. Did Did you drink it all already? No, I don't know where it is. And we got a Thomas Handy and a Bland's Gold, and a George T. 2018. A, yeah, we were we were maxed out. I mean, that stuff is easy to get over there. That's uh, now. I will tell you the best thing I had while I was over there. That work. Oh, oh yeah. The logable and twenty five straight from the barrel with Ian. with Ian. That was the best thing I think I had when I was over. Like I really enjoyed so, a lot of things, but that twenty five straight from the barrel was. Which were there? Which month were you there? In October. They're in June, so it might have still been the same barrel that I had it out of. Today. And if it was, it was it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it was unreal. 
like just give me can i just have a 200 <coughs> taster to take like i just want just want to take fuck that i wanted the bottle yeah. <laughs> or the barrel i just want some proof that give me the exists. fucking barrel <laughs> you know there's also uh, that uh david at bunahaben it poured us i think it was a 35 year yeah, it was a 30 yeah it was a 30 celebratory release. year bunahaben that that was really good but it was i think it was because of the event right like at at Lagavulin, first distillery on Islets, my favorite Isla Scotch, and to get there, and Ian's like, "Here's 25 year that you're never gonna have again, straight for the barrel," and fills the Glencairn up halfway, and then I was like drunk for the whole day. It's great. That initial moment of yeah. walking. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Connor, I just gotta miss real quick. Oh yeah, go take a hot piss, brother. It's all good. Um, what time is it at, Connor? The recording. Yeah. I can't we're see my laptop from here. Oh, you're going to have to go in the, the lobby. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, you're going to unlock the door, and then it's to the left. There's We're sneaking up on 40 minutes here. Okay. Just so um, I know where we're at. Hey, Connor, I got a fun idea. Okay. What we could do is, instead of that, we can end this one, and then we could do the 15-minute whiskey review with Zach on the three-chord. But shouldn't we wait to do three-chord with three-chord? Yeah, why not? We could do a 15-minute whiskey review with it still. Why not? We need one. We're here. Why not do it? The the the, the logic is there. The logic is it. there. I'm gonna I'm going to um What's the proof on the on the amplified ride that you have? I don't know. It's in my it's in my uh Go grab it my real kitchen. quick. We'll go gra- go grab it. Well, you got a second. All right, well, are you going to edit this out? Yeah, I'll edit this out, yeah. Oh, I thought we were going to keep this in. No, we're going to edit I'll edit it out. Oh, okay. No, you're fine. I can edit very easily. Who the fuck is this? So, just sitting there stop talking like <laughs> so what we were talking about doing is we'll finish this one up and then we could do the 15 minute whiskey review that we do and we'll do it with this and then we can all just do this one Sounds good. he might have a different one but that's fine we can it'll be fine he's like shouldn't we wait for three quarter and i was like nah let's just do it hey what do you what's Bless. the proof on it Ninety-five. Cool. We have two different ones, so that'll be fine. What's yours? One hundred and seventeen point four. Is is it barrel proof? It must be barrel proof. It's a uh, yeah. It is. That's fine. We'll play around with it. It's not a big deal. We can do it. We need to do one anyway. We're here. Let's just do it. All right. Go ahead. Whatever. I don't. It's I don't really care. Of- yeah, it's the magic of media. All right. Well, we're not going to do it right this second. We're going to finish it. We'll finish this. All right. You ready to jump back? In? What were we talking about? Uh, Scotland. Scotland. All right. You're going to talk about what you brought back. Ready, Connor? Go. I'm talking about what I brought back. Um, I can't find what I brought back, but it was the the third bottle that we tasted at Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. Oh, yeah. And the um, Wasn't it Balcones? 
It was Balcones. It was yes. Balcones. It was the um, uh, they did a uh, a single malt Balcones, and it threw Yvonne threw us for a loop, and we're like guessing all this shit, and he was just like, "Yeah, it's a three year from Balcones." We're like, "Texas, bitch. we're like, fuck, we're just done. Like, fuck us. We have no clue what the fuck we're talking about. Done." It's like Jared Hempstead, mic drop. Yeah, just done. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. That one was uh. That was a very good mind fuck by Yvonne. Thanks, Yvonne. Yes. Yeah, it was Alcone's man. And it was we all thought it was like, oh, this is definitely like this is for sure an Isla. One hundred percent. This is an Isla. <laughs> I would guess fifteen to eighteen years. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, it's a three year <laughs> Texas whiskey. Like, Jesus, you're making you- us seem like idiots. Connor, I'm pretty sure said, fuck me, I'm done. Like, don't you love hate when that happens when someone slaps something over? And I kind of love it though because it's it's what's beautiful about this this fucking brown sauce we all drink is that brown sauce. (laughs) There there is a lot of continuity between a lot of this shit, but then there'll be someone who just comes in and it's like can do anything and like just take away the traditions, take away the guardrails and restrictions, just do something cool. Yeah, you know. That's why I love Thank Jared you. down in Balcones and the whole crew, honestly, at uh, down there in Waco. They're just doing something cool. And every time it, it's it's new and it's fresh, you know? So, Zach, who is the coolest person that you found out had a bottle of this? Um, You, I guess. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> That's a lie. Don't lie to me. I like when you lie to me, but don't lie to me. Um, I mean... I would probably say uh, Talib Kuali. You're into Black Star. Um, the CEO of Warner Music. There you <laughs> so, go. You know, he's way cooler like than me. You know? They're all way cooler than me. Yeah. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you, find your articles, and can they get any more of this? What, yes. what if I, I have I have a few more questions? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. We Holy have. Shit. We have Zach here. I want to. I want to. I got questions for him. We haven't talked. Oh, I'm to sorry. Well, well, guys, uh, we're going to go into a golden time here, so I'm going to have to start charging about 500 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on the credit card, um, <laughs> Zach. So, so, so with uh, a new year upon us now, about a month in, what's and and you being, um, you know, having a this background. I'm going to drink more film. of your whiskey. What films are you looking forward to most this year? What has already released that that you were looking forward to that you've already watched at this point? That's a good question. Um, Thanks, you know, man. There's a there's a part of me I I love a good old school like '90s stupid action movie, so I'm really looking forward to '65, the uh, Adam Driver dinosaur movie, because I okay. just want something like stupid for two hours with Adam Driver killing dinosaurs with big I guns. thought I thought you were going to say I can't wait for the Roadhouse remake with Jake Gyllenhaal and Conor McGregor. I was like same that brother well. same. That as well. Um but before that there's a what's it called? There's a Jake Gyllenhaal and Guy Ritchie movie coming out that looked really good. Yes. Um, uh yes, yes, yes. I just saw the preview yesterday. I remember that name of that one. Um it, it's it's weird man cuz it's sort of I don't have the time I used to have to go to the the movies anymore. So I uh-huh. end up watching things on, you know, like Apple TV or HBO, right. whatever, you know, I have a nice setup at home, but, uh, it's, 
also, I have two boys who are, you know, one's a teenager approaching high school and the other one's about to go into middle school. So it's fun watching like old stuff I used to watch with my old man with them. And so like, we just mm-hmm. watched first blood for the first time together and they thought that was great. Classic. And, um, we've been watching like old Westerns, like, uh, Butch, Sun- uh, Butch and Sundance and watch sting and like sort of, they get it now, you know, they're old enough where they can sit and watch a movie and actually mm-hmm. enjoy mm-hmm. it as a film. Um, How old are they? Uh, 11, 11 and 13. 11, so, oh man. So and, uh, it's, it's nice kind of being able to watch movies with them, you know, and like on Sunday afternoon can just throw on like, you know, I don't know, a la Josie Wales or something like that. And they can enjoy it and watch it. And they're interested in it. Thir- they when I was 13, follow. I was, I was the biggest dick in the world. Is your, is your son a dick? <laughs> you still are a dick. I mean, we just did a thing over the winter where we watched a, load, a, a shitload of Schwarzenegger movies. And like, they love Terminator so, 2. They love True Lies. True like, Lies is a great movie. Right? And so I got them really into James Cameron. And so they, you know, we went to see Avatar 2. And the second half of that movie is fantastic because it's a James Cameron action movie. Don't get Connor started on Avatar 2. Um, the second half of that movie. I'm not going to talk about the first half um, because I, like for me, like I grew up with James Cameron. I mean, I was an eighties kid. I right. grew up with Schwarzenegger. I grew up with all that stuff, like really deeply. Um, you know, my mom ran the VHS rental store in my town, our town, which was a small town, end of the road on the one one water, you know, the sea was on three sides. And so she picked me up from school, take me to the video shop where she was the manager. And I get, when I got done with my homework, she'd let me watch a movie until my dad would come pick me up at six. My dad would come pick me up. And he'd take a couple movies home and let me watch all the movies my mom wouldn't, you know. So, you know, fond <laughs> memories of that era. And so, like, reliving that with my boys has been a lot of fun recently. Man, so so they're into what Terminator? What about uh, Predator? They love Terminator too. Um, haven't gotten to Predator yet. We got. I'm I'm sort of waiting until we can do the whole series. Um. And that's right. sort of, I think the next Schwarzenegger movie we're going to watch is Predator, actually. So, And then after that, it'll be Kindergarten, kindergarten Cop. Oh, we already watched that. They love that. that <laughs> that's a Twins. classic. Twins? Twins is crazy, too. Like, I hadn't seen Twins since probably. Did you watch Batman Forever? Not yet, no. That's a Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, we're getting there. He's a lot of movies. The ice Man cometh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been fun doing stuff like that, watching old movies, Jeremiah Johnson, things like that. Um, so yeah, when it comes to movies coming up, man, I sort of, I like almost have to take them to Marvel movies at this point. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's like, we're going to go see, Anna. we're doing a whole, we're, we're watching the Marvel, um, in chronological order, all the Marvel movies. Nice. Yeah, Didn't realize how like much time that you have to invest in it, but it's, oh my God, it's a lot of time. We did that. Oh, uh, it's, it's, we did that like during the a pandemic, week's worth, probably. Yeah. Several. It's a, it's a summer yeah, uh, it, months, yeah, and it's it doesn't stop, and then you got to watch the shitty TV shows too, like because uh, yeah, it's all uh, connected. Uh, uh, the uh, Marvel is every well, well, technically you have to if if you're gonna follow the now, if everything's yeah. gonna be connected because that's like I'm very excited for Ant Man. I think it looks really good, and I love Jonathan Majors as a as a um as an actor. He has a scene sure. in the movie Hostels with Christian Bale. If you've never seen the movie Hostels. Came out twenty seventeen, I, I believe. Yeah. Where he wakes up from getting from getting shot, um, and the the emotion in that scene alone, it, it's like 
uh, I just watched it the other week and it, Absolutely. as a, as a man it's like it's like they're both trying not to cry because they're men but they're both gonna never going to see each other again it's really really That's, well I, crafted scene. i can tell you connor's most anticipated movie of 2023 though john wick four yeah <laughs> yeah john wick is is i'm putting it right now john wick is the greatest action franchise of all time yeah, it's definitely the one that hasn't been screwed up the most, that's for sure. It continually delivers. I did get a little bored watching three, but it came around in the end. But we're just about to watch all those. I'm going to watch those with my boys, actually, in anticipation of going to see John Wick 4. So. Hell yeah. You're the, you're an awesome dad, Zach. <laughs> I try. You're a cool dad. Now you can tell everyone where to follow you and read your articles. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so... Go to uprocks.com. I usually publish two, three articles a day there. Um, 99% of the time, it's going to be about whiskey, bourbon, scotch, rye. It's going to be a lot of Irish whiskey coming up, obviously, because uh, America only seems to care about searching for Irish whiskey in February and March for some weird reason. Um, <laughs> and then you can follow me on Instagram at ZTP whiskey. Uh, I generally uh, post there pretty often. And that's it. I don't do any other social media because I just uh, don't have time. Uh, But yeah, uprocks.com or ZTP whiskey on Instagram. And can we get any more of the barrel pick? Oh, yes. So you might want to say that. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Reason I'm here, actually. (laughs) 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 Forgot. I got sidetracked with movies. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> good thing I brought it back like yeah. a good host, right? So Nashville Barrel Company, if you go to NashvilleBarrelCompany.com or just Google Nashville Barrel Company, they actually have a store online and you can order this bottle. Uh, the bottles are going fast. They're almost gone. Um, it's 119 and they ship pretty much everywhere, I think, in the States and might even be able to ship overseas <laughs> to some markets. Uh, but yeah, it's still available on there. Uh, you can also get some other great barrel picks there too, but none of them are going to be good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this. I'm not going to lie. I'm glad I'm stealing the rest of that bottle. He goes, sorry, it's open. I'm like, I really don't give a shit that it's open. Cause I would have opened it anyway. So yeah, we'll get there. I, I took care of the neck pour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got rid of that <laughs> ass neck pour. You fuckers don't like. Oh man. Yeah. So go to Nashville barrel company. They'll have it uh, on there. Click on it. Uh, you can also go to uprocks.com. Just go to uh, the life section. You'll see some of my whiskey posts. There's a post there that gives you the full tasty notes, explains the the full bottle stats, and has a direct link to the bottle to buy it. And now Uprocks, in conjunction with Bourbon with Friends, is going to sell some merch that says "Just the Sip." Just the Sip. There you go. There we go. Zach, man, I appreciate it. This has been really fun as always. And uh, everyone, go give him a follow, Connor. Love you, buddy. And remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF Podcast. Thanks for listening.